Hi everyone, welcome to Colton Corner. My name is Lisa Green. I am the Interfaith Fellow here on campus. I'm a sophomore and I am also the Vice President of Religion and Culture at Hillel Society. Today I'm so delighted to be joined by my friend Sophia Kosednar. Sophia, if you could start by telling us just a bit about yourself, your year, your major, things you're involved in on campus, that'd be great. Hi! I'm so excited to be here. Um, I'm a chemical engineering major with a minor in physics. Um, I'm a sophomore. I'm involved with pottery club, math club, physics, women in physics, among among many other things that I just am continuously busy with here on campus. Um, but if you do sign up for pottery hours, we will be instant friends. So hey, you know, that's come on, amazing. come on over. <laughs> that's yeah. just one one more fabulous reason to do pottery. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so jumping right in, what would you say your religious tradition is? Alrighty, so my religious tradition is very like individual to me. It's yeah. not something that I think I've kind of inherited from my family so much as my own personal experiences. So I would say like it's it's like vague spiritualism, not mm. really so specific as to like put a particular name to it. Interesting. Cool. Um, and just kind of like also really tied to like nature, like mm. just. I don't know. It's it's something that I feel like I don't like personally refer to myself as religious, yeah. but I know more spiritual. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I do know that there's like an underlying kind of like force pushing me forward. I don't really like prefer to like give a name and a face mm. to that. That's so interesting. Yeah. Do you think would you just how do you feel about the label like agnostic? I so that one's really difficult because I feel mm. like through popular culture, like, you know, calling someone liberal, calling somebody mm -hmm. like, or being identified as like, oh, I'm a feminist. Like mm -hmm. there are particular words nowadays. They're warped. They're yeah. warped. Mm -hmm. And I feel like agnostic is one of those that's pretty warped. Cause like, Interesting, I'm yeah. not quite atheist, not quite agnostic, not like. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. You're you. Yeah. I'm you. Uh, I'm I love me. that. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, well, I'd love to hone in on the nature piece of it, though. So when do you feel in nature, or, or really in any situation, when do you feel you're most spiritually in tune? I think it's when I'm kind of like walking by myself mm -hmm. and and just kind of having like a deep, I don't want to say intuition, but like a like understanding of just how my environment affects me and how like when I go to La Farm, shout out La Farm, mm -hmm. shout, shout out Farmer Lisa. <laughs> um, when I go there, I just feel like instantly more serene because it's, mm -hmm. it's like the most, I don't know, base level of like, put your hands in the dirt, like feel actually what's going on and not what your head constructs to be going on. Or right. like, I don't know. I feel like in nature, I'm able to kind of like shed away a lot of other stresses. Yeah. And so that's kind of like, it feels religious to me. That's beautiful. Yeah. yeah. So it's like your, your connection to the earth. Yeah. Yeah. Did you ever, um, like growing up, was it the same way? Did you always feel that kind of nature connection? I think growing up, I, so I, I grew up in Arizona. That's where I'm from. Um, it's, it's different there. It's not very green. Like it's obviously the desert. Right. Um, and so going outside 
in the like summer is not really an enjoyable experience. Like it's very, it's like 120 degrees. It's 120 degrees. <laughs> like the asphalt is just glowing with heat. Like, yeah. I don't know. It's, it's kind of a nightmare in the summer, but when Arizona feels like nature to me and like, feels like spiritual is like right after it rains, like after it monsoons, mm. yeah. there can be like flooding, like no other I don't know, natural disaster in Arizona is basically just flash flooding. Um, but it's, like, magical because, like, the the creosote bushes, they emit, like, an oil when it rains that just, like, smells like Arizona to me. And it's something that, like, is renewing and, like, the earth, like, feels not just, like, cracked and dry. It's, like, one again. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. beautiful. And so those are the times that I was always just like dancing around in circles in my backyard because I was like, thank God I'm alive. Like, Aww. this is just, it's just mm-hmm. real. It just, yeah, it takes you out of your own little world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so beautiful. Do you remember like the first time you ever felt that way? Oh, gosh. I feel like it's embarrassingly like late in my life. Like, oh. I, I think it's like sitting on the bus in the fifth grade Mm -hmm. and like staring out the window as I was being driven home by bus driver Sandy shout out bus driver Sandy wow amazing Um, and like just kind of watching the earth like change colors like the the trees go more green like the cactuses like swell with water and it's all just kind of like okay we're we're feeling full again like literally the cup is full now yeah (laughs) yeah Like, just reassuring, like, everything's going to be okay. Yeah. I'm curious, though, delving deeper into the past, um, were you brought up at all with kind of organized religion? Yeah. I was, so, from the ages of, like, birth (laughs) to maybe fifth or sixth grade, I um, went to church every Sunday with my family, Mm -hmm. went to, like, Thursday Catholic school, Mm -hmm. um, and... So that definitely was, like, the most organized religion I've ever experienced is mm-hmm. is having that, like, every Sunday you're going to come, you're going to sit, whether you like it or not, or, like, whether you were busted out of bed by your mom because she was like, we got to go to church. <laughs> um, and so, like, when you get there, though, I, I experienced a lot of boredom, <laughs> I'll be yeah, honest, and, like, yeah. not being able to really connect okay. because it's just a different kind mm-hmm. of... I, I didn't feel, like, really spoken to at It didn't church. feel like you. Yeah. Yeah. So did you know if there was a specific reason why, like, something that didn't connect with you? Um, I think it was – it just, like, was not very um, easily communicable to yeah. somebody that's so young or, or mm-hmm. at least me with, like, my attention span. Okay. It didn't feel very tangible. And so it – I would be sitting there like asking questions for like the the kids go off portion yeah. and we would do our like little trivia and little activity sheets and I I would be the kid kind of asking a lot of questions yeah. and the Sunday school teacher would be like all right like calm down <laughs> because Aww. just like some of the I don't know you were like, just curious yes I was yeah. curious yeah, and like course. I wanted more answers but mm-hmm. That's that's not always available. Yeah. Did you find, like, scripture to be kind of limiting in what it could offer? Yeah. yeah. I think especially, like, something that I found in high school was, like, reading poetry I really enjoy and, like, really? yeah. like writing poetry. And so I feel like that 
almost was like my like closest touch to like what scripture could have been for me in terms right. of like finding more meaning in just like a couple passages mm-hmm. and being able to like hone in on that for your own personal values and make and your own commentary, make your own kind of like interpretation of it. Mm-hmm. So I just, yeah. I, I never really connected with it like that. I'm not sure if that's like the curriculum of the church, if that's yeah. kind of like it just my engagement you. in my family life. Well, that makes so much sense. Um, and let's see. So then after fifth grade, moving to middle and high school, were there any kind of experiences that shifted how you thought about spirituality or faith? So middle school, I, that's like a, a weird period of my life because mm-hmm. I feel like it was when I was really shifting between, okay, what do I want versus what do my friends want? Mm-hmm. Like the influences of my community became like more clear to me just because, um, I don't know. I, I was having more experiences. Like I went with my friend to her Mormon church for just like one service while I was on like a little trip with her family. And that was eye-opening because I had never really like delved into what other religions were like that deeply as to actually go to someone else's congregation. What did that feel like? It was interesting. There were some parts of it that I was like envious of, I think, Mm -hmm. because there's, there's always like, Everybody wants a community. Everybody right. wants like right. a a home. And even if you were to sit in on a like any congregation, you would probably feel some sort of like, oh, like this is yeah, like this would be this nice. Is nice. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Um, and so probably like a little bit of envy, but mm-hmm. also understanding that everybody's got their own deal. Right. Everybody's got right. their own system. Yeah. Did you go to your friends' um, places of worship a lot? Not really. Not particularly. Mm-hmm. Um, where I grew up, there's not a lot of people with really strong religious really? beliefs. Or at least, at least like in my high school, it wasn't really a popular point of discussion to say, oh, well, like this is the religion I practice and this is what yeah. that means to me. It, I don't know. It just wasn't a popular topic of discussion. Do you ever, your family, like do you still celebrate holidays and stuff? Oh, yes, for sure. We um, celebrate Christmas and Easter yeah. and that maybe sums it up. Yeah. <laughs> New Year's? Oh, yeah. yeah. New Year's. Um, Halloween. Like, Thanksgiving. <laughs> Thanksgiving. Yeah. Um, yeah. A Valentine's Day. Great. <laughs> um, it's I'm, funny how all of those, you know, are Christian holidays, but, mm-hmm. but not. Yeah. Know. But we don't yeah. necessarily, like, mark them that yeah. way. Yeah. Um, we, you know, celebrate a, a little Good Friday or, like, a Palm yeah. Sunday kind of a really? deal. What do, what do you do for that? Um, it's more of a, like, call your grandma, kind of tell her, like, hey, happy Palm Sunday. (laughs) Are your grandparents really religious? Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. my grandparents on my dad's side are really religious. Mm -hmm. Um. Like, really Catholic? Really Catholic. Oh, that's so interesting. So, let's see. So, then going forward into the later years of high school, do you think that the pandemic kind of shifted how you think of your own spirituality at all? Yeah. So, during the pandemic, I was you know, everybody had a lot of time to themselves just kind of to sit and contemplate and think about what's important to you. Um, I have a couple, so over the pandemic, I have a couple cousins who actually like got married. um, And to people of different faiths from Mm. them. And so that was 
kind of a contentious point in my family mm-hmm. because um, the very religious side of my family was saying, okay, we're not going to go to the wedding. Like, that's yeah. not really, like, justified. Or What were the other faiths, if I can ask? Um, I think Baptist mm-hmm. versus Catholic. Interesting. Okay. And so that was something that, like, my family was really cognizant of, okay, so what specific building you go into does not define if you're going to go to your own child's wedding. Yeah. Like right. your your own love for your child should should severely outweigh your devotion to like four walls. Right, of course. And and that should transcend. Yeah. yeah. Do you think that your family's perspective changed through that? Yeah. I think um I think my family has always had like that view somewhere, but it was it was different to have it like brought to the surface of okay, we actually kind of need to make a decision about this or show our support mm-hmm. for the people who are getting married who who love each other and and their their religious beliefs are not the like deciding factor of whether or not that marriage was going to happen in the first place. Beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. That's such a cool shift. And and speaking of really beautiful nuances of this, I'd love to touch on the poetry again. So how did you get into poetry in high school? I got into poetry in high school through partly kind of managing grief and partly um, due to just like my junior year English class. Yeah. Um, it's like kind of part of the curriculum to look at poetry, look at passages of novels and say, oh, what does this mean? What do we think this means? And that really spoke to you while you were going through great grief. Yeah. I'm so sorry for your loss. Yeah. Yeah. It's the hardest thing in the world. Yeah. And I think it's, I have always been really interested in music. um, Mm -hmm. And so both like in jazz band and in my regular time. And so when I realized that like the part of music that really draws me in of like the melody, the motion, like how it can make you feel when I realized that that was also available just sitting up like in books. That was different for me because I don't know. I was just kind of blind to the idea that that emotion can, I don't know. It's not just in music. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It transcends the music. Yeah. It's so cool. Did you ever feel that kind of spiritual feeling when you were listening to or playing music though? Yeah, for sure. There's a lot of songs that kind of will just make me weep <laughs> for oh, no particular like reason. What? Like which one? Um, there's one called Night by Dr. Dog. It's, I think it's representative of a particular time for me in mm-hmm. my life of mm-hmm. kind of like going through my own, like, I don't know, anxiety and kind of just understanding like my relationship to other people. I had a lot of weird friendships in high school that, that really like went off the deep end. Oh, so, so hard. yeah. Yeah. Oh, and, and music and poetry kind of got you through. Yeah. yeah. And it definitely was a, a wonderful way for me to try and relate what I was going through to things that happen to everybody. Like it's not just me. It made me feel less alone because I was so able to beautiful. like yeah. construct a whole narrative. Mm, wow. Yeah. That's so special. Um, let's see. So then going forward, um, coming into college, do you think that your religious or faithful tradition has changed all your spirituality? Yeah. So I think since coming to college, it's been like a wild ride. I have not really had a lot of time to think about it, you know? Um, but 
definitely college has kind of made me more like open and accepting. I was already pretty open, you know, Um, but another level of understanding that where people come from is it's not it's not the same place (laughs) right (laughs) if you're like twin siblings like you still have a different life experience yeah and so just like that especially in college of being able to see I don't know people that are really confident in their faith is like reassuring that I can be confident in in my faith I guess yeah That's so interesting. Have you been exposed to religious traditions that you hadn't known about before? So Jenna Herzog, shout out Jenna Herzog, was my roommate um, for second semester of freshman year. And I think I had never been like in the room for some of the traditions of granted everything was online. (laughs) So it wasn't too hard to be like sitting at the desk next to her and saying like, hey, you, you can listen to it outside, like, um, out loud, you know? Yeah. And so I think, and also um, through our roommate ship um, mm-hmm. and friendship, it was a great time to just be asking questions about, okay, where do you come from? Like, what is that mm-hmm. like? Um, and then kind of absorb that information and just be, like, really inquisitive mm-hmm. and, and learning a lot. So that's so interesting. Yeah. So are there elements of Judaism that you kind of feel more connected to now? Um, for sure. I mean, there's a lot of great things that Hillel Society and Lafayette does. And I think like, like any religion, there's like amazing aspects that can just like speak across, yeah, across generations, across like, any amount of like age difference, difference in like even political views. I'll go that far. Yeah. Um. <laughs> well, it's, it's, you know, it's a force that brings people together. Mm-hmm. And certainly there have been people within my community who have very different political views. But it's a time where when you think you can't set something like that aside, you kind of find a way to. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 That's really cool. Are there other um, are there other kind of traditions that you weren't too exposed to at home that you've learned more about since being here? Yeah, I mean, um, like Rosh Hashanah, um, Passover. We we watched Prince of Egypt, and Amazing. and I had actually watched Prince of Prince of Egypt before. How funny with with like no concept of that. It was like the Passover story. Yeah, is that correct to say? Yeah, yeah, okay, absolutely. It's um, great. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> Just want to make sure. Um, watching Prince of Egypt, knowing that it was the Passover story this past semester was like. I don't know. It added layers to kind of my understanding of so cool. how I interacted with stuff when I was a child because it just yeah. kind of was on Netflix, I think, and I clicked on it because it was like, whatever. Yeah, this right. is an animated movie, movie. Yeah. I haven't seen before. <laughs> That's so cool. <laughs> oh, I love that. Outside of Judaism, though, are there traditions that you found on campus that you didn't know about before? Oh, that's interesting. I don't. I can't really think of any particular examples. Yeah, that's really interesting, though. But do you think that being so far from home has made you kind of more spiritual or more connected to nature? Yeah, for sure. Um, It makes me really appreciative of the times that I get to, like, see a pretty sunset. Like, just kind of, like, take a moment. Last night I was lamenting that when I was at home, I just kind of got to sit on the grass and stare at the sky Mm -hmm. with with my friends. And 
that was a particular kind of like bond that I feel like I have not had the time and space to do here, mm-hmm. particularly staring at the sky like at night, like looking at the stars. The um, and so that's something that like I've missed while I've been here, but there's so many other ways that I feel like connected to nature. Like I had never done any kind of farming in my house at my I had never done any particular kind of farming (laughs) while I was home so I think it was just like a wonderful experience to be able to say like this is a community that I can belong to and this Mm -hmm. is how I can like give back to a like the general eastern area b the earth and and see just like myself Mm -hmm. being able to say I can sit down and do this yeah. Did um, it make you feel more connected to Easton and to Lafayette? Yeah, I think so. It's it's one of the things that I love the most. So um, cool. And when my parents were here for family weekend, mm-hmm. I was like trying to figure out a way to bring them to the farm because yeah. did you? <laughs> I did. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. And that was an interesting experience because that's a place that I feel really connected to here, mm-hmm. and so I was a little bit apprehensive about how my parents might react to it or not that it's like a a really volatile place in any way like it's beautiful yeah, and many people can appreciate that but it's not what they're used to yeah not yeah. what they're used to and I like really wanted them to see what I find so enjoyable there yeah yeah that's so cool Oh, well, Sophia, this has been amazing. I I love getting to hone into what makes your spirituality yours. Um, Is there anything else you'd like to add before we wrap up? Um, let me see. I mean, I don't know. That's okay, too. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But thank you so much for being so open and vulnerable. and, And I love your story. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Of course. (laughs) And thank you for listening to episode 12 of Colton Corner.